Today's guest is going to tickle your stomach. Now, he started trading about two years ago, which is the same time that I started trading. However, when he started trading, he was motivated by his friends, all right? His friends are two of the most successful Forex traders in the online space. One of his friends and business partners is QBanks. The other one of his friends and business partners is Anthony's World. Now, these two traders are the owners of Top Tier Trading, and our guest never asked his friends for help when he started trading, all right? He developed his own strategy, his own way of trading, and that way of trading has made him $72,000 in one week of trading. Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is not only going to give us some motivation and some encouragement on how you can start to build your own strategy, all right? And you maybe don't need a course, but he's also going to share with us some tips on building a business outside of Forex so that you can have multiple streams of income. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, who happens to be somebody that I've been in communication with for over a year now, my man Chad is here with us and he's ready to drop some gems. Let's get into to it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24/7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com/talktous. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin the New Trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin the New Trader shares his journey with you. Welcome back to the Forex Beginner Podcast. It's your boy, Calvin, the new trader. We are back with another banging interview, ladies and gentlemen. We got my man, Chad, in the building. Chad, I want to start this thing up right away. What made you want to get into Forex, brother? Man, to be honest with you, I got into, when I first started trading, it's been about five years ago, I got into penny stocks. Um, didn't know the first thing about trading. Uh, I actually opened an account with Robinhood back in the day, right? And... Um, wasn't very good at it, lost at the time to me, which was a lot of money. Um, and I just became fascinated with technical analysis and candlestick patterns and that type of stuff. So I got away from it for a while, didn't really have anything to do with it. Um, ended up meeting Anthony Williams and, you know, partnering up with him on some things and ended up getting back into the trading game uh, with Forex. And it kind of was forced upon me, you know, hanging out with him. I kind of had to do it, you know what I mean? And he kind of brought me back into the realm. And I got into it, man, honestly, kind of as a hobby. Um, and I just ended up loving it and enjoying it and actually being pretty good at it. I got into it hard probably two and a half years ago when, we, when Anthony and I first met. Why was financial freedom outside of the normal way of doing things, work 40 years, get you a pension? Why was it important for you to build financial freedom on your own outside of that normal way of doing things? Well, when I was active duty, I deployed a lot. So I wasn't home that often, right? And I think the biggest thing for me, and everybody knows military members, we don't make that much money. You know what I mean? So it, it, was, it was an awesome career. I loved it. I, I wouldn't change anything about it. But... I didn't have the freedom, you know, 24 seven, that was the motto, right? So for me, it was more about, I wanted to regain my freedom, regain my time um, and be with my family more. 
So I was just looking for, it started about two years before I got out of the military. I got out in 2018 and I was just looking for something um, to supplement some income to make some more income. Uh, my first business venture, I was looking into uh, car washes. So, which is a form of real estate, right? Um, and that's kind of where my mind started turning. I started looking into SBA loans, um, all those types of things. So that was kind of how I got my start um, in my entrepreneurial life. So you have a military background. Did that help you in any way in terms of discipline with your trading? I talk about this a lot. When it comes to the military, like the one thing that you learn is discipline, sense of urgency. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, I've taken all of those aspects and, and kind of the mold that they instilled in me and I've transferred it into my civilian life, into business, into my family, um, into all of those things. And I think that's the biggest uh, thing that I got out of the military was the discipline and the motivation. You always want to be better. You know, I, I will say uh, military training was the hardest physical thing I've ever done. Right. But when it comes to trading and I trust me, I've tried a lot of business ventures. Um, I'm 100 I'm percent self-taught. I've never taken a course, um, never done any of that. I have a very unique strategy and it's the honestly the hardest thing I've ever taught myself how to do. I mean, and still to this day, I'm, I'm, I'm learning every single day. I mean, I've just. As of six months ago, probably like really dialed in my strategy, dialed in my techniques. But trading is definitely the hardest thing I've ever taught myself how to do. It's a progressive game, you know, and and I tell everybody, like, pick one, maybe two setups and master those and stick to your rules no matter what. So the big elephant in the room is this. You're friends with Banks. You're friends with Anthony's World from Trader Society. These are the guys in the space. Everybody knows them. They're making millions of dollars trading. They're driving foreign whips, right? They're doing this thing. So they inspire you to trade. But instead of you asking your friends to help you with trading, you decide to create your own strategy. How in the world did you create your own strategy, bro? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> I think for me, it kind of stems back to the military, man. Like I'm a very self-motivated, self-driven person. And now granted, both of them are expert traders, like best of the best, you know. Um, but I wanted to come up with my own unique strategy. And for me, I like to keep it simple. You know, I just really wanted to kind of do my own thing and kind of take it from there and see where it went, you know. When I first got started, as I said, I've always been, excuse me, very intrigued by candlestick patterns, right? Um, I like engulfing candles. I like pin bars. Um, I like all those things. I'm not the best at identifying horizontal support and resistance. So I was already looking for something in that same aspect, but made it a little simpler for me, right? I like to keep things simple. So if you look at my charts, I use a 50 EMA for dynamic support and resistance, and that's it. Um, mm -hmm. Multi-time frame analysis, higher time frame setup, lower time frame entry. 
And I use Heikinashi candles. I don't use Japanese candlesticks. You know, with, with Japanese candlesticks, there are hundreds of patterns, right? I didn't want to memorize all that. I didn't have time for it. So with Heikinashi, there's three. You have bullish, bearish, and indecision bars, which is kind of like pin bars. And I was like, okay. So I started pairing those two together and with the 50 EMA and the Heikinashi candles. And I was noticing that using the 50 EMA as an area of value on the higher time frame, right? When price pulls back to that area, let's drop to the lower time frame and wait for price to re-break in the higher time frame trend direction on the 50 EMA. And that's my entry. It's straightforward, man. It's as easy as it gets. And I target the previous swing for TP1 and I trail it from there, one ATR above the current candle. So this summer, you spent some time with some well-known Forex traders. How did that help you in terms of developing this trading strategy and really getting confident with it? I, I, I do a lot of business with other traders, Alex Gonzalez, Alex Sampis, all those guys. And this whole summer, um, we left and spent pretty much the whole summer in Montana. And I was on the road, I was traveling, um, just more of a, a relaxed mind frame, right? So, you know, I would have my charts up and I was constantly like revising my strategy. And at the time, I was just looking for pin bar rejections with Heikinashi candles off the 50 EMA. And I kept it simple. When I got one of those, I dropped the lower time frame, wait for the break. But I was noticing I wasn't getting as many setups as I wanted to. So I started looking at, okay, let's, let's just rule out pin bars and let's just see what price, how it reacts when it pulls into the 50 EMA, right? So that's what I've been doing now for probably five months. Um, and it works perfect, man. I mean, it either breaks structure or it doesn't, you know, really good win rate. I, and I wouldn't say that I have like losing weeks anymore, losing days, but overall, like I stay pretty consistent. So tell us, bro, what was your biggest week of trading thus far? My biggest, I would say like my biggest overall was just over 72,000. Wow. That was over the course of the week. Yep. It was a little bit more than that, but right at the close of the week, I took an $8,000 loss. So it ended up netting around 72K for the week. What currency pairs are you currently trading? I trade pretty much, I wouldn't say everything. I don't, I'm not one of those everything traders. I, I mostly look at like the top like seven pairs. Mm -hmm. um, and I like US 30, I like NAS, and I, I like um, like gold and oil. But, you know, and I, I look at a couple other things, man, but like I, I try to keep just a couple good looking pairs on my charts and roll with them. Awesome, bro. How often would you say you're actually taking trades and what time frames are you using when you're doing your entries and you're doing your analysis? So primarily I'm a swing trader. Um, my favorite setups happen on the four hour or the one hour entry. Um, but since I've been live zooming with these guys, most of them are day traders, um, mostly US 30 for the most part. I'm switching a lot of them over to pairs as well. Um, but I've really been structuring the one hour with a 15 minute entry here lately. But at heart, I would definitely say I'm a swing trader just because I don't have the availability to stare at the charts all day. You know, I am on the computer most of the day, but it's, it's doing my other stuff. So, you know, I'm more of the, you know, the higher time frame, you know, take a lower time frame entry, but you know, those setups are more probable to work out anyway. So that's just more kind of my style. The kind of the way that I structure my trade is I wait for the pullback. My first TP is going to be the initial swing before the pullback. And 
what I do is I like halfway through TP1 at 50%, I take 25% partials and I go to break even immediately. And that has saved me because I used to struggle back in the day of letting my winners turn to losers. I was the guy, you don't move your stop loss until your trade hits your first take profit. And ever since I've gotten away from that, my win, my win rate has went up drastically. So at 25%, I mean, at 50% of TP1, you're going to take 25% partials. You're going to go to break even. And then when you hit your initial TP1, I'm going to take the remaining 55%, which puts me at 80% off the table. And then I'm going to let the rest, the 20% ride. And I, I hold that trade until it breaks the 50 EMA to the opposite direction. Awesome. 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 So you got to tell us this, bro. If you could remember, what was your worst trade that you've taken? I remember it like it was yesterday, man. It was about six months ago, maybe a little longer. I had just moved to Naples, just moved here. Um, I was trading US 30, which everybody knows how US 30 will be. And I was sitting here thinking that, you know, I never ran a stop loss at the time because I was scalping. I was trying some scalp trades. And, um, Man, I was up. I mean, I was doing very, very well, dude. I was making five or six grand by like nine in the morning. I'd get up at like six o'clock and I would always trade pre-market and then I'd like to be done for the day and go about my day, you know. But man, I was running no stop loss um, and I wasn't familiar with news and how it affected the trades, right? And I still don't like to follow news. I, th I think that's a lot of trouble, but I think it's, I think it's good to be mindful of the news. But I was in a I was in a short on US 30, um, no stop loss. I had my phone in hand, ready to close the trade at any time, right? Well, at 9:30, opening bell, some news article came out, and I immediately went like twenty five thousand dollars in negative immediately. Oh my goodness! Or I could, it was I mean seconds, man. Like it was it was unreal, and it just completely blew me away. So. That was the turning point for me when I was like, okay, this scalping thing is not really my, my scene. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I didn't like the stress of it. I didn't like, you know, losing that much money. Now it was my fault. Everybody knows you should have a stop loss. Um, but that was just honestly me being arrogant in the market and thinking I had it figured out. And at the end of the day, we don't. <laughs> So as you know, we're in this space right now where uh, we have prop firms available and your friends, they own one of the popular prop firms, top tier trading, uh, your friends, Q Banks and Anthony's World from Trader Society. So tell us, bro, what are your thoughts on prop firms? What are your honest thoughts on prop firms? I like prop firms, man. I mean, you know, like I think I think they're very good um, for people that there's there's two things, man. If you don't have the capital, but you are a good trader, um, you obviously have to prove yourself, but at the same time, you have people like that just want to be more liquid, man, that don't mind giving up some of their percentages. Like, I mean, top tier, I mean, we give out 90% at times, you know? Um, and after that, dude, it's like other people's money is always the way to go, in, in my personal opinion, you know? And I, I'm, just to be flat out honest with you, I am um, planning on getting funded at some point and pulling my money out of the markets because it just makes financially, it makes the most sense. It's less risky for me. And I just think that's a smart move. So a hundred percent support. 